0: Welcome to the Finding Gravitas podcast, brought to you by Gravitas Detroit. Looking to become a more authentic leader? Finding Gravitas is the podcast for you. Gravitas is the ultimate leadership quality that draws people in. It's an irresistible force encompassing all the traits of authentic leadership. Join your podcast host, Jan Griffiths, that passionate rebellious farmer's daughter from Wales, Entrepreneur, leadership coach, keynote speaker, one of the top 100 leading women in the automotive industry, as she interviews some of the finest leadership minds in the quest for gravitas.
1: Welcome to this special episode of the Finding Gravitas podcast. In this episode, we'll take a look at our journey so far. In this episode, we'll bring season one to a close and we'll use this opportunity to take a look back at what we've learned from our guests, some behind the scenes moments that maybe I didn't share on the actual podcast recording, and then some updates on what our guests are doing now. You know, if you had told me a year ago that I would be hosting a podcast, I probably wouldn't have believed it. I always knew that I wanted to do something like this. I certainly wanted to interview great leaders and get inside their heads and really understand what it is to be a good, truly authentic leader. As you all know, the mission and purpose of this podcast is to provide stories from great leaders so that you will give yourself permission to lead in a more authentic way. I wish that I had had these kinds of insights and stories from other leaders as I grew my corporate career. But hey, you know what? It's never too late. And I have learned so much from all of these guests over the past year. It's amazing. And I've met some incredible, true, real, down to earth people, the people that others love to follow and you just want to be in their presence. When I started this podcast, I didn't know anything about the technical side of podcasting, and now my knowledge has grown. I certainly don't know it all. I've got a long way to go, but working with my partner, Dietrich Bonowitz, who, as you all know, is that audio zealot, he works tirelessly to bring the best audio quality that we can possibly produce. We've worked through Zoom conference calls, dealing with hotel rooms, noisy hotel rooms, echoey rooms, bad connections. I have trundled the mobile podcast studio across bumpy parking lots in freezing cold weather. You name it, we've had to deal with it. But it's been a fun and rewarding journey. And I've learned most of Podcasting from other podcasters. And a huge shout out to Phil Idison from The Art of Procurement, who has been my coach and mentor on the podcasting journey, amongst other things, for just over a year now. So we launched this podcast in January of 2020 and we launched with a bang. We launched with a party because Why wouldn't you have a party to launch a podcast? And people said to me, what is a podcast launch party? And I love being in this space where there really isn't Precedent. There isn't a formula or a structure or a protocol or a rule that you're supposed to follow. This is what a podcast launch party is supposed to look like. No, we get to make it up ourselves. And I loved it. And I invited some of the guests that we had already pre recorded and others that I had my eye on that I wanted to record friends, supporters, anybody who really believes in the quest for gravitas and authentic leadership. And off we went. We had pre-recorded, I think at the time, about seven or eight guests so that we didn't have that pressure on us to find a guest, interview, edit, you know, record, edit and release within the week. When we launched the podcast, we were releasing on a weekly basis. Now we switched a few months ago to a bi-weekly basis and we wanted to be sure that we were able to continue to produce the quality and find the quality guests. So we switched to every other week. And that seems to be a cadence that works well for us and for the audience. So our very first guest was Don Akery. Don is VP and president of TTI Americas. And he is an amazing leader. You know, I met Don many years ago. He um, was heading up a supplier that I dealt with. And you could just tell there was something special about this guy. It's the way that his people talked about him. And quite frankly, from a business perspective, the way that they approached the negotiations for a long-term global contract was very different. We truly focused on that, you know, I hate these corporate terms, that win-win outcome, but we really did. We really talked about what each other wanted, what was important for each company. And together we weaved together this agreement that worked for both parties and both parties were winners at the end of the day. So it takes a great leader to empower people to do something like that. And one of the things that struck me about Don is that he really believes in creating a home for people. He wants people to feel safe. So you talk about psychological safety. That's one of the things that drives people. And it's actually in the value statement at TTI. It talks about providing a home. And that hasn't changed for 40 years The culture has evolved, but it's retained its core values. And one of the other things that I absolutely love about Don Ackery is his executive roadshow. I just love the creativity and engagement that he's created. In corporate America, we know that we have these monthly reviews with an executive team and sometimes they go on the road and they have them on site at different locations. And that's the time when you've got to clean up your office and put together the PowerPoint and update the one from last month and try to think of something interesting to talk about. We've all been there, right? That's not what it's about at TTI. He has generated so much engagement and excitement with his monthly uh, road shows. There's actually a waiting list of people, of sites that want to get on it. What great leadership. And then, of course, he talks about working for Warren Buffett and what that looks like and feels like. So Don was a great first recording. Now, when we recorded Don... We met him in Chicago. He was attending a conference and he graciously took time out of his day, actually his lunch, to come and meet us. We had booked a suite. And one of the things we hadn't thought about was that if you think about a suite in a hotel, you really don't have a conference room table. And our microphone arms are designed to be on a conference room table, like a desk height table. They're not designed to be on this lower coffee table, so that was a bit of a challenge. Dietrich managed to figure that out, but what he didn't think about was the fact that I was a little bit anxious because I wanted this to be right. And I kept swiveling in my chair and the chair kept banging up against the coffee table, which of course I wasn't aware of, which sent a vibration straight up the mic arm, which caused, you know, massive problems from an editing standpoint. But, you know, Dietrich worked his magic and we were able to produce the high quality audio. So that was Don in episode one. Episode two was Laura Lawson, the chief people officer at United Wholesale Mortgage. You know I'd read a lot about the culture at United Wholesale Mortgage and their CEO Matt Ishbia and he's actually written a book about corporate uh, running the corporate offense And it's um, it's, he runs a parallel with the sporting analogy and his time as a basketball player. And I'm not much into sports. So I thought, okay, this is interesting. So I read the book and I've heard a lot about the culture and they really profess to have more of a servant leadership culture where they really are there to support their people. And I wasn't sure that I quite believed it. I will tell you now, after interviewing two executives at United Wholesale Mortgage, they absolutely practice what they preach. And Laura Lawson is an interesting person. She started her career, well, she actually started at Chrysler, but she spent a lot of time in Hollywood as an executive producer on The Ellen Show. She's been described as the chief architect of culture at United Wholesale Mortgage, which is growing at an incredible rate, if you haven't checked the news lately. People really love to work there. But why? Because they really care about their people. And I know you're probably rolling your eyes and say, well, every company says that. They actually do it. And here's some of the things that they do. In their culture, they practice what they call a thumb pointer approach, not a finger pointer approach. They do not like this blame culture, which destroys so many of our business cultures and influences our working lives when it's not done properly. So they really want to stay away from that blame culture and they want fun and friendship in the workplace. They have a dance party every Thursday afternoon. This was the interview. It was a cold day and The podcast studio, as most of you know, is mobile, so I can take it and set it up anywhere. And I remember that day it was in Pontiac and it was really cold and I had to trundle this podcast studio into the uh, offices, into their head office. And the first person you meet, there's a security guard. And he's the nicest guy I've ever met. He's so warm and welcoming. And that's the first impression that you get from United Wholesale Mortgage when you go into their office. Lots to learn from Laura Lawson. It's the culture that I always thought should exist in a corporate environment, but I never thought would actually exist. But there it is. And I enjoyed it so much that I wanted to learn more. And then I moved to Renee Harmon, who's the vice president of leadership at United Wholesale Mortgage. Now, Renee, they call her coach. When you walk down the hallway in the office, people actually refer to her as coach, they say, good morning, coach. And you can just feel the level of respect that they have towards her at the time. Renée had, I think, about 140 leadership coaches on site at United Wholesale Mortgage, supporting over 500 plus team leaders. I mean, this is is commitment. They don't just say they care about people. They actually invest in putting the resources in. And it shows the results are there in terms of their retention numbers. And they're also ranked in the top five uh, training teams across the country. Then I spoke to Kevin Browett. Kevin is the CEO of Renaissance Media Solutions. I know Kevin really locally because he is the uh, publisher of a magazine locally here in Michigan called Scene, S W E N. And when I really started to get to know Kevin, I didn't realize that he had previously held several senior level executive roles. At one point, he was an EVP with Kmart, running an $18 billion P&L. And that sounds very impressive, but that's not who he really is. He's a man who was born to serve. It's just in his DNA. He's got this great sense of, of building and bonding and galvanizing a community together. And it started with his upbringing. In uh, one red light town in Pennsylvania, and he talks about that in the interview. But tremendous values driving Kevin, and I learned so much from him. And some interesting anecdotes about personal accountability. He gets up at three a.m. I thought I was hardcore getting up at four thirty and being in Orange Theory at five, but this man gets up at three a.m. Then I interviewed. Janine Hanley. Janine is one of those people who I've known in the automotive industry. Uh, we have been in a lot of the same events, and we're both part of the top one hundred leading women. And I would see her at a couple of those events, but I didn't really know her that well. I just know her by her reputation in the industry, and it's a good one. And what really impresses me with Janine is that she not only survived Leah but thrived at Lear. Now, in fairness to Lear, Lear is doing an awful lot to drive the right culture and to change the culture. Uh, The culture in the past, it's known for being a hard, aggressive sort of tier one business. But Janine stayed with that business for over 25 years and she grew her career from being an engineer to president of the east systems division a business with revenues over 5 billion 50 manufacturing sites and 70,000 people that's a lot of responsibility but she's always held firm to her authentic leadership beliefs. And she believes in modeling behavior and she believes that we win as a team. She's a self-confessed strategy zealot and oh, she is indeed. She's a very impressive female leader. And she talks in the interview about her interview with Mary Barra. She actually sat down and interviewed Mary Barra right before Mary became CEO. There's a lot to learn from Janine about innovation, because as president of the eSystems division, she had to deal with a lot of innovative and transformational changes at Leah. And Janine came to my house for the interview. I, well, this is in a pre-COVID world, of course, um, I would offer my guests the Option. I could either come to their place of work to make it more convenient for them, or they can come to my house if they prefer to have something separate, you know, and schedule a separate time. So Janine came to my house and we enjoyed a lovely cup of tea. And for those of you who know me, you know, I love to drink tea and I love to drink it in my mother's china teapot and teacups. So we had a lovely cup of tea and then we got into the interview. So Janine Hanley is one of those leaders definitely to keep an eye on to see where she ends up next. Then I interviewed Nick Skizlak. Nick is the founder of SS Digital Media. When I first met Nick, I saw him receive an award at an MSED event at the Gem Theater in Detroit. And I was blown away by his reaction to receiving the award and how his team responded to him. You could tell they were genuinely excited and proud that their boss and leader was getting an award. So I had to know more. I interviewed Nick at his office in uh, Troy, Michigan. And again, it was, a it was a cold day and I remember trying to get the mobile studio up through the uh, elevator, but w- we did it and uh, we got set up. And by this point I was getting much better at setting up the mobile podcast studio uh, on my own and uh, off we went. Now, Nick is a millennial and when you look at his accomplishments, and the voice, the strong voice that he has in his business, sometimes it's it's hard to remember that, but he is indeed an a millennial and he embodies all the traits of leadership we need for the future. And he runs a company full of multi-generational employees. Nick is a millennial and sometimes it's easy to forget that because when you look at his accomplishments and the voice that he puts forward in the industry... It's hard to remember that he is indeed a millennial. Although having said that, you know, millennials are getting old now. I'm sure he'll kill me for saying that. (laughs) But he leads a company of multi-generational employees, and he really sees the value in having that diversity. And I really admire him for that. And he talks about making his entrepreneurial journey and how that impacted his leadership style and how he shifts from being in the weeds and doing everything to trusting, delegating, and letting go. He talks openly about having the tough conversations with his team and his thoughts around radical transparency and what that really means. Because we all talk about transparency, but what does it really mean? And what I loved about Nick is that he's able to articulate that. And one of his favorite quotes comes from the Andy Griffith show, and it's this I'd rather be nice than right. And it's easy to say, not so easy to put into practice, but Nick certainly does that. Then I interviewed Christy Furco. At the time, Christy was president of mortgage banking for Flagstar and vice chair of the Mortgage Bankers Association. Now, Christy is head of home lending for Wells Fargo, and I could not be happier to see her continued success. Christy Furco is a very special individual. Once you meet her, you don't want to leave her. You don't want to let her go. Christy came from my house, uh, came to my house, and quite frankly, I'd never met her, and There was this immediate sort of bond and feeling of trust and warmth when you meet her. It's really hard to describe. You've you've got to meet her to know exactly what is the magic that is indeed Christy Furco. She's the daughter of a track coach from Compton, California. And she's on this mission to help people achieve the American dream of home ownership. And if you look at her track record, oh, is she doing it? There's three words that I use to describe Christy, energy, light, and grace. And this idea of grace, you don't typically hear in the corporate environment, but one of the things that Christy says is that she wants, she will give you grace in the event that you make a mistake or take a misstep. And that's all she asks is that you give her the same grace in return, and it's very powerful. I didn't say the words exactly the way she said them in the interview. She says she articulates them much more elo- eloquently than I did. But it's this idea of grace that I find intriguing and fascinating, and you'll learn about that in this episode with Grace, um, with with Christy Furco. One of the other aspects to Christy is because she grew up as the daughter of a track coach. She really believes and practices this idea of your personal best. It's all about your personal best. And if you think about the corporate world today, often, you know, you see those games being played where people like to make themselves look better than others. Whether, um, you know, they get some information that other people don't have or they try to make other people look bad so that they can make themselves look good. There's a lot of wasted time and energy in the boardrooms today when we practice that type of leadership behavior. Christy does not. She believes in being your best self and staying true to yourself. I learned a lot from Christy Furco, and I, I can't wait to see um, I mean, I know what she's doing next. She is head of home lending for Wells Fargo, but I mean, where this woman is going to go in this world, you know, who knows? She's definitely one to watch as well. Then I interviewed Heather Clish. Heather, I've known for several years. We worked together for uh, two different platinum equity portfolio companies several years ago. She worked for Acumint and I worked for Chasex. So I've known Heather, um, but our one of our first meetings was really interesting. Platinum had decided to have a CEO meeting of all their portfolio companies at the Palace, because at the time, at the Palace of Auburn Hills, at the time they had just purchased the Palace and the Pistons. So each CEO was required to invite their head of sales and head of supply chain. So we were there as part of the audience, as we thought. And then the head of uh, portfolio operations decided that we would Um, give separate individual presentations. No warning, no preparation, no nothing. And Heather and I were both called upon to give a presentation with, I think we had about 10 minutes notification to do this in front of all these CEOs. And we did. And we pulled it off. And ever since then, it's formed a bond between us that will never be broken. Now, what you need to know about Heather is that She operates in automotive, typically. She certainly can operate in any industry, but she understands operations. This woman has run multiple manufacturing plants, and she does it well. People respect her. And it's amazing how she prioritizes family, faith, career, and fitness, and how her leadership compass and her moral compass – guide her leadership philosophy. She's one that, she's a leader that I admire greatly. And there's a lot to be learned from Heather Klish. And we released Heather, uh, right before International Women's Day, because, you know, what, a, what a great role model for women to um, hear from and look to for their careers and how to manage it all, right? Faith, fitness, family, and career. And that's Heather. That's who she is. And Heather came to my house and we had a lovely cup of tea as well. And Heather actually spent some time in the UK. So she understands why I drink milk in my tea. (laughs) So after that interview, we launched. Then, of course, as the interviews started to come out on their weekly cadence, before you know it, COVID hit and we changed the cadence of the podcast, we moved away from the traditional interview type format and we moved to individual episodes that were specifically focused on something related to the crisis and leading through the crisis. I was moved immediately to record an episode where I wanted to walk through my experience in leading through a crisis and to encourage people to really see this as the most rewarding leadership experiences that we could possibly have in our lifetime. Yes, it's awful and we'd never been through anything like this before, but this is when true leadership shines where we can step up and connect with people like we've never connected before at a very, very deep and meaningful level. And what a great opportunity to, to deepen that bond of trust with our teams. And after that episode, I found myself going through a difficult time, quite frankly, Trouble getting up in the morning, not feeling motivated, and I realized that I was going through the grief cycle. We all did. We've all go- gone through some version of the grief cycle because we're grieving our lives as we once knew them to be because they're, nothing's the same. Everything's changed. And who better to help me, <laughs> quite selfishly, but and others understand what was going on emotionally with this roller coaster of emotions and why we didn't want to get out of the recliner and why we wanted to to watch the the death counter and the news channels constantly. Um, and then, of course, there's the eating. Why we wanted to just eat so much. I learned how to make blueberry pancakes, which I've never made in my entire life. But hey, that was my little COVID moment. So who better to help us with that than Kathy Mott? And Kathy, um, I believe, yes, Kathy was my first Zoom interview. And Kathy is an amazing leader and entrepreneur and coach. She is an emotional intelligence expert And Kathy came to me, uh, actually, she was recommended to me. There was um, a woman in the audience, in the automotive news event that I spoke at last year, and she said that she liked my speech and I connected with her, and she saw a parallel with Kathy Mott, with our energy and our belief systems. So I was thrilled to meet Kathy and Kathy was indeed our very first Zoom interview. So we were a bit concerned about the audio quality and it was certainly challenging uh, for Dietrich to make that happen, but we did, and uh, it sounds quite good. Kathy is, is the kind of person who, she talks about giving people space and she will give you space. To explore those emotions and help you frame those emotions. And she'll talk about vulnerability and resilience. So it was the perfect time to have Kathy Mott on the show. Then, as we moved into the second week of COVID and lockdown, so we're into lockdown at this point, I had um, food poisoning. Because at that point we were all reaching into our freezers and pulling food out. Well, I was certainly that had been there for a while and I ended up getting food poisoning and I passed out in the bathroom and my, uh, my knee hit the bathroom floor. So I think what happened was my entire force of the fall, my knee took it all and I um, couldn't move. Then two days later, I was scheduled to interview Nick Norris. Now, Nick Norris um, is a fairly high profile guy. You know, he's a Navy SEAL. It was my first Navy SEAL interview. And here I am, I'm lying in bed. I was in agony. Of course, I didn't want to go to the doctor because we were right at the beginning of COVID. I didn't want to go anywhere near a doctor's office. So I just sucked up the pain and I literally dragged myself from my bedroom to the office, propped myself up on the chair and pretended like nothing happened and I met Nick Norris. Now, Nick Norris... When you think about SEAL team leadership, you know, I've read the book Extreme Ownership with Jocko Willink and um and I loved it and I was a little bit surprised that I loved it because I never thought of myself as a military kind of person. But I I often thought that a Navy SEAL would be very much command and control sort of, you know, here are the orders, go do it. Nothing could be further from the truth. I was dead wrong. Nick Norris is one of the finest authentic leaders. Um, I have ever come across. And he knows how to build trust and really help people deal with uncertainty. How do you do that? You know, we were facing this pandemic and we'd never been there before. It was an unprecedented situation. No corporate playbook to follow. So I thought, well, who better than have a Navy SEAL because on the show? Because that's what they're trained for. And Nick shares a lot of SEAL leadership with us in this episode. And I really loved the way that he talks about building the bond of trust through hell week. And if you think about it, we've all been through this, this shared struggle with the pandemic, which you could say was like an extended hell week, but how that is an opportunity to build trust. And in his situation, really a life and death situation, when he is in Active duty as a Navy SEAL, it really is a life and death situation, and you don't know what's coming at you. So there was a lot to be learned from Nick Norris, and um, he's completely blown me away. And I love the work that he's doing, and I love the, the the camaraderie, obviously, that they have as a Navy SEAL. But what he does to honor people that he has served with, he talks a lot about the C Four Foundation. And he honors the legacy of Charles Keating, who was an heroic Navy Navy SEAL who gave his life defending our country. And I'll drop a link to the uh, C4 Foundation into the uh, show notes. Then another perspective, we switched to Mira Griffiths. Now, Mira, I'm sure you're thinking, okay, maybe my sister, right? No. I am not related to Mira, Mira and Peter Griffiths run a coaching business called The Mind Takeaway. And we connected, um, I think about a year and a half ago now, and I was a guest on their podcast. And when I say we connected, we really connected. We believe in the same philosophy of leadership, of authentic leadership, and their successful coaching business is focused primarily um, in Europe, um, Saudi, and, well, it's a global business, but that's where they're based. They're based in Berlin. And, of course, my expertise tends to be more uh, U.S.-based. So we've developed this wonderful relationship uh, working together. And as I have uh, really gotten to know Mira Mira was actually a wartime refugee. And I thought, wow, how fascinating would that be to have the wartime refugee perspective? So Mira talks about the time where she grew up in the country formerly known as Yugoslavia, and she and her family had to flee the city she was born in and leave absolutely everything to be destroyed during the war. Imagine having to deal with that. And at the time we were all complaining because we couldn't get toilet paper from Costco or Lysol wipes. And here's this woman talking very sort of -of matter-of-factly about what she's learned about going through this uh, refugee experience. So a lot to be learned from that perspective And since then, you know, Mira is one of these people who is so well qualified in this area of coaching. I'm learning a lot from her. She's got an advanced diploma in hypnotherapy. Um, She's a counselor in psychology. She's got a diploma in cognitive behavioral therapy, and she's also uh, completed her NLP for neuro-linguistic programming. I could go on and on and on. So really a fascinating woman and a lot to be learned from Mira. Then I interviewed Jim Bianchi, president of Bianchi Public Relations. At this point, we were starting to figure out how to communicate to people. I mean, so many stakeholders, right? There were customers, there were employees, there were suppliers, and everybody wanted information. And sometimes there just wasn't any information available. So coming out strong, coming out early, even when you didn't have the information was really important. And Jim talks about that communication process. And why and how communication and is, one of, how communication of is one of the key so traits of authentic Jim leadership. So, we learned a lot from Jim we, in this episode. And we, at the time, we were, all starting, we, time, we were all starting to listen to Andrew Cuomo with his, his daily briefings and and coming out really of New York. And Jim and I had a really interesting Trump conversation as we and compared Trump and Cuomo in their leadership style in terms of communication. In terms of communication. I interviewed John Anderson, co-founder of the CEO Advantage and author of the book, Replace Retirement. Now, if you're at that point where you're wondering why we're all on this treadmill of life, moving towards retirement, you know, there's that pot of money that we're all working for, the yeah. number or an age that we're going to retire Anderson, and then we're going to do what exactly? Co-founder of the CEO Advantage and author of the maybe book, Maybe we have a plan, maybe we don't. Retirement. But does it really have now, to be that if way? That point I've you're never thought that way. I've always thought that I wanted to live life, you know, life on my terms. Even though I was in the corporate money, world, one of, of the reasons the that I left was because I wanted to do exactly that be live be life on my terms. I wanted to continue like. to do what I absolutely love maybe to do have plan, and have more flexibility in my life and be with the people I love to be with and do the things I love to do. And there is no better example Even though I was of somebody world, who knows how to live life on his I terms was because than John I Anderson. Exactly that, John was the very terms. first to Gazelle's to do business coach. To do. So John, I thought would be a great podcast guest, and he most certainly was. And we spent quite a bit of time talking about vision. John talks about the legacy map. And if you don't know what that is, I would definitely uh, take a look at it in the book. Replace Retirement, Living Your Legacy in the Exponential Age. And he talks about that in the interview. Also, John has a very interesting daily routine to set you up for success. Then, I interviewed Dave Sanderson. And if you don't know who Dave Sanderson is, he was the last passenger off the plane that landed in the Hudson River in January 2009. Dave has written a book It's called Moments Matter, and he is himself a leadership coach. And he's got that moment in his life that just inspires him, and he uses it to inspire others to this day. And he talks about the fact that it's not always the person with the title. He took a, a strong leadership role that day during that crisis. And he'll tell you that, you know, it was a time to step up and lead and what was going through his head at the time, because you could just sit back, which, you know, maybe you don't want to do when a plane is landing on a river, right? So he talks about that. And then he says that he had to scream at a lady because she froze. She couldn't move. And he screamed at her to throw her baby. Fascinating discussion with Dave Sanderson from a Behind the scenes point with Dave, we recorded this interview on Zoom, obviously, because we were well into COVID at this point, and we had some trouble with an unstable internet connection. And I will tell you that Dietrich spent hours and hours and hours getting this audio uh, to where it is today. It's still, it's not a hundred percent where we like it to be. Um. But it's, uh, it's, you know, it's challenging, but th- these, this is one of the things that we have to deal with uh, in COVID. Everything is conducted via Zoom. We record separate audio files on Zoom. My voice will go into the roadcaster system, which is the system that I used to record. And then the guest's voice, we take a separate audio file through Zoom. So we're getting better at it and we're learning, but this is a great opportunity for us uh, to learn from a technical standpoint, and we certainly did. Then I interviewed Ryan Berman. Ryan has written a book, Return on Courage, and he runs a company called Courageous Brands, and yeah, he's all about courage. Now, I have not actually met Ryan face-to-face. When I launched the business and I talked about leaving my corporate job and following my passion and my belief in authentic leadership, Ryan sent me a note on um, LinkedIn and congratulated me and said that, uh, you, you know, five years from now, you'll wonder why you didn't start sooner. And I thought, wow, you know, this guy took time out of his day to send me a note And as my relationship with Ryan has evolved over time, I will tell you that everything that he publishes, every post, everything that he writes resonates with me 100%. He believes in courage brands, in developing courage brands, and his company has experienced tremendous success. He uh, works with companies like Caesars Entertainment, Major League Baseball companies, um, UNICEF, Subway, but he's, he's an incredible guy, a lot of energy, a lot of personality and marketing is, you know, this is what this guy knows. He understands branding more than most. So I've learned a lot and continue to learn a lot from Ryan Berman and my new fascination, quite frankly, is marketing. I never realized that I would love it quite so much, but it's a new skill for me. And um, yes, I would say Ryan is definitely one of my mentors. Then I interviewed the Gen Z CEO. And for those of you who might be thinking, well, how old is that then? Well, it's 21 years of age. Michael Chime is a Yale student, but he's also The CEO of his own company, a company that was born out of mission and purpose, and he is driven to make this happen. Michael Chime is the founder of Prepared. It's an app, and basically what this app does is it connects schools and emergency services during a crisis situation where every second counts. And his story is fascinating why and how he came up with the idea and how he leads. Now, you might think if you're a more experienced leader, what could you possibly learn from a 21-year-old kid? Guess again, I will tell you that this man has all of the authentic leadership traits that he needs to drive a successful company, to bind people to him. He's already got the vision, mission, and purpose, but he he has good gut instincts. Lots to learn from Michael Chime, the Gen Z CEO. I should probably tell you that he's a football player as well. <laughs> I told you I'm not really into sports, but I I, I am into the way that extreme athletes think and what drives them. And I learned a lot about that from Nick Norris, the Navy SEAL, and also from Michael as to how he he approaches the sport and how he drives himself for that level of extreme performance. Then I recorded Caitlin Davis. Now we recorded Caitlin pre-COVID, and we met at the WeWork office in uh, Detroit, one of my favorite spots to work. And they have a podcast studio there. So we had everything that we needed. Um, but I still took my my mobile podcast studio because I'm very comfortable with my setup and I like it. And uh, I met Caitlin about 18 months ago. She was a panelist on MSCD event talking about um, millennials. Uh, I think it was called The Mind, The Myth, and The Millennial. And What I love about Caitlyn is that, and at the time she was a director with Mish She Caitlyn Davis is Caitlyn Davis. It doesn't matter whether she works for Mish Auto or whether she works for Lambert. She's now a director with Lambert. She is who she is. And she's not afraid to put her voice out there on social media. And I've never seen anybody do this quite so well as Caitlyn. It really, you know, as her career evolves, and of course it's going to, um, she is who she is. And I wish that I had had that fortitude and that belief in myself when I was younger. So there's a lot to be learned from Caitlin. Now, she has recently released her own podcast. It's called uh, Mobility, Decoding the Secret Source. And it's very good. It's on my podcast list, and I'll drop a link into the show notes. But Caitlin to me is, and I gave her this title, I didn't... I. I didn't really talk to her about it. I just did it. (laughs) I said, meet the ambassador for millennials and mobility, because to me, that's who she is. She really is the ambassador for the voice of millennials and mobility. And she is leading in an authentic way. And the way that she believes is true and correct. She's not worried about fitting some corporate profile. And uh, she's inspired by Mary Barra. I see Mary's name come through a lot. And Caitlin talks about one of her favorite Mary Barra quotes in this episode. Then we released Ann Carter. Now, the first episode for Ann Carter, I recorded right before COVID. It was, I drove to Chicago and I met her at a hotel in Chicago. And it was right when, well, I can tell you exactly when it was. It was March 5th. So at that point in time, there were one or two cases of COVID in Chicago. And it was sort of that weird, eerie feeling where there was tension in the air. Um, Michigan Avenue was quieter than it normally is. Uh, It was just an eerie feeling. And I remember taking a Lysol wipe in my hand to press the button in the elevator, which I'd never done before. Wasn't sure exactly why, because we didn't understand what was happening. This was pre-lockdown. But it was just... Just starting to happen. So I interviewed Anne, and Anne is one of those people, again, the people absolutely love to work for. Somebody who had worked for me uh, many years ago, worked under Anne's leadership at Baxter Healthcare and raved about her and said that there's a lot of similarities in our beliefs around leadership philosophy. And then I had met somebody who'd worked with Anne at Ford And they said the same thing. Everybody you meet has has nothing but great things to to say about Ann Carter. Incredibly successful career. Black female leader um, who has so much to offer, so much guidance and uh, great advice that she can give people, uh, particularly minorities in the workplace. She's that role model, that example that so many people are, hunger, uh, are hungry to, to look toward, because you can't become something that you can't see. And Ann Carter is it. She is that successful executive that you can see yourself being in her shoes someday. So she's very inspirational. She's a great leader. She knows her stuff. She knows supply chain in and out. There's no question about it. And uh, just a lot of great content, with Anne, one of the things that really stands out in my mind is the uh, conversation that we had about the gotcha game. We talk about cultures and to- toxic cultures and wasting time in the boardroom where people like to play that gotcha game to make others look bad. So you make yourself look good. So great conversation with Anne and she likes to have fun in the workplace. And uh, when I delivered a workshop to Anne, when she was at Baxter, I remember seeing her dancing to Queen at the end of the session with all of her employees. And she openly admitted that there were people in that room that probably hadn't moved and danced in like 20 years, but that's who she is. You know, she's, she's not afraid to be herself and have some fun then uh, because we had recorded Anne in the right before we were on lockdown and the pandemic really hit then after we had worked through the pandemic episodes and then we were starting to come back around to the normal cadence I talked to Anne and said okay we're ready now to review uh, to release your episode and she said, well, okay, it sounds good, and and I do what I always do, which is I always give the guest the opportunity to review the episode to make sure they're comfortable with it, and if there's any changes. And, and very few people actually make any changes, and uh, and and certainly didn't. But she said this to me. She said, you know, Jan, I'm not comfortable releasing it, given what's going on in the world. And I said, well, what do you mean, Anne? And she said, well, you know... We've got, um, and at this point the George Floyd incident had just happened and Black Lives Matter was just starting to, um, to get a lot of, uh, recognition. And she said, given what's going on, we need to have a discussion about racism. And I thought, oh, I honestly, my stomach sank. And, and I was surprised that I had that reaction because I will talk about anything. I want to talk about anything, particularly when it's related to leadership and the workplace and dealing with people and teams. And she says, we have to have this discussion. And I had to be honest with her. And I said, Anne, I, I don't know where to take it. I don't know how to have the discussion. And she said, that's exactly why we need to have the discussion and record this episode. So we did. So we recorded a part two. Now, part one, I told you was recorded in a hotel room in Chicago. Part two, we couldn't do that. We had to use Zoom. And the first room that Anne was in had a bit of an echo to it. So... Anne had to move to different rooms in her house and I actually ended up recording her in a closet. She was in the closet in her home, which was comical and it's a good job it wasn't video because it would have looked really comical, but it had the best sound dampening, the best audio quality. I mean, the audio quality was phenomenal, Um, but yeah. I'm sure she's not going to be happy with me for sharing that with you. Or maybe she will. She's pretty open about these things. So that was a bit of the backstory about the uh, the Ann Carter episode. Uh, but there's a lot of great content in this episode that I absolutely love. I think you can you can sense in there that I am a little bit uncomfortable with it in the beginning, but then, you know, Anne gives you that safe space so that you can talk through these issues. And we did. And since we recorded that episode, I've talked to quite a few people that have said that they chose not to have the discussion in their business because they felt like I did. They didn't know how to have it. And I'm hoping that this episode provided people with some guidance around how to have the conversation then I had the opportunity to release the episode with my very first boss, the man that's responsible for my leadership style and my leadership philosophy today. And that is Paul Humphreys. He's a Welshman, of course. And uh, Paul was my first boss at Borg Warner in Wales many years ago. He's now group president of reliability solutions at Flex. He's had an amazing career. And of course, he's going to have an amazing career. He's a great leader. This guy has always had my back. And I'll tell a few stories in this episode, but one I remember fondly was the day that he thought it would be a great idea for me to work third shift in the tool crib when we worked at BorgWarner and Sterling Heights in the torque converter business. I mean, throw in a 23-year-old young girl into a tool crib in a union environment on third shift. What was he thinking? And there were often these moments when I wondered why he put me in the situations that he did, but I never doubted him. I always knew that he had my best interests at heart and that he was indeed challenging me every step of the way he always has done but he always had my back. And that's one of the the key traits, the biggest traits, I think, to an authentic leader. You know they've got your back. In the episode, he talks about his screw-ups and how it's okay to talk about these things and vulnerability, you know. Things happen if we want this true culture of innovation. And let's face it, Flex is probably one of the most innovative companies on the planet, right? And if you want to have that innovation culture, you've got to have that environment where you're not afraid to fail. And Paul talks about that. Then I interviewed Todd Ballard. Todd was the CMO for GoPro. And I met Todd on uh, one of Ryan Bierman's weekly action chats, and I saw Todd and he talked about, he just left GoPro and he basically made the decision to, you could say he fired himself for GoPro, but it was his decision to leave GoPro in the middle of a pandemic, right when he was at the peak of his career, why? And he talks very openly about why he did that. He's very proud of his work at GoPro and he took it from a startup to over a billion dollar publicly traded company. And he talks about that journey and he's still very proud of that company and the team there. What I loved about the Todd interview is that Todd has some very, very simple, straightforward techniques, techniques, not the right word, um, approaches that he uses in his leadership style, to connect people. And he believes in supporting people and understanding what they need to make themselves successful, both in their personal and professional life, and that his job as a leader is to make that happen. It's finding that that magical point between your personal and professional life. That's what That's what he's all about. And he talks about offsites and what he does in those offsites. And of course, I love offsite meetings. I love getting away from from the office or the place of business and focusing on leadership and what you need to do to move the business and the team forward. And he has a simple approach where he has people talk through what they do and what they need to be successful in their role. And it's a very powerful tool because if you think about it, we waste a lot of time thinking, you know, working on things that we don't need to be working on. Well, I thought they needed this. I didn't think they needed that. Miscommunication, misunderstanding on who's supposed to do what and when. It's a very simple but yet effective and powerful tool. A lot to learn from Todd Ballard. Then our final interview for the season was Dr. Andy Palmer former COO of Nissan and CEO of Aston Martin. I have had my eye on Andy Palmer for quite some time as a podcast guest. Selfishly, I wanted to talk to him because when when he was CEO of Aston Martin, they made a decision to invest in Wales, my home country. And so I feel a sort of special bond to him. And I've also heard throughout the years, many good things about his leadership. And he started his career as a draftsman in the UK, which was a very aggressive environment. And then to become COO and spend 13 years in Japan, that kind of experience is invaluable. We're not talking about a one-year or two-year stint in a foreign country. I mean, you have to assimilate into the culture when you're there for 13 years. And how that's formed his leadership style and made him the man that and the leader that he is today. It's funny because after I released the episode with Andy, I connected with a few people who had engaged with the social media post and some of them spoke about him uh, in such fond, kind, respectful terms. They, are amazed that he will connect and talk to people at, at all levels. He's not the kind of guy that you might think. When you think of the CEO of Aston Martin, you might think that, you know, there's this posh Englishman who won't talk to, to anybody below a CEO level. Nothing could be further from the truth. He's down to earth. He's real. There's a lot of grit to this man and looking at who he is and his incredible background, I can't wait to see what's next for him. He's going to do something that's going to have a massive, massive impact in the automotive industry. He's already had a huge impact, but where he goes next, that's, I believe, where he will really make his mark. So that's it. Season one comes to an end. We are going to take a little time off. We're going to move the studio and we're going to upgrade the studio so that we can provide even better audio quality. And then we're going to take some time to reflect and refresh the format and make sure that it's really meeting the needs of the mission and our audience. So if you've got any recommendations or changes that you want to make, please email me at jan at gravitasdetroit.com and let me know. If there are any guests that you think we should be talking to on the show that are truly authentic leaders that people love to follow, that have a story to tell, then let me know. I would love to meet them and I wish you all the best on your quest for gravitas
0: if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and you found something of value that will help you on your quest for your gravitas then please share with your friends and colleagues and subscribe visit us at gravitasdetroit.com to find out more